0: Hey guys, and welcome back to Fortune Theory. (laughs) So here we are again, and this week we're going to be talking about Fast and Furious. I'm Oliver, and this is Patrick. How you doing? (laughs) So I thought we'd start off by, um, because dealing with the most relevant piece of information is that uh, Fast and Furious 9 um, is coming out. They've kept changing the release dates, but I think the current last release date piece of information that they've announced is that it's gonna come out on the the 8th of July this year. Um so obviously when fit has reopened again. I can see him smiling. You hate that number don't you (laughs) (laughs) he knows (laughs) I hate that number. (laughs) (laughs) It makes me cringe to say it. I don't I honestly don't know why I, I hate that number so much. But yeah, um again I'm changing my setup a little bit for this one so I'm looking in different areas we're just trying new stuff because i'm still trying my equipment so yeah so let's watch the full trailer so this came out um at the end of january 2020 so it's been over a year since then and i was hoping i would have seen this film by now i remember the day actually it was um me and patrick went to a film festival in london do you want to talk a bit about that patrick before we
1: get into it? wait was that oh was that it was the that, day was we being advertised around the... the same time we went to yep. the cinematography, uh, like the like British cinematographers like exhibition every like beginning of every year. Obviously, it's not taking place this year. And yeah, so wow, it actually came out at the same time, didn't it? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I was obsessed God, with it remember like like ages we were, ago. we were on the way back, and
0: I was just obsessed with it because I was trying to get a marathon out of the way completely. So I was sat in the front of his car. He was like getting frustrated, driving, debating whether or not we get Mackies, and I'm just there on my phone with some little kid watching it being distracted by like pepper pig or some shit and i'm just watching fast and furious
1: 7 <laughs> debating Mackie's <Matthew's> wallet just <laughs> you so that's basically that
0: sums up our day but we mm-hmm. went there with like these special like, i've still got mine actually somewhere and probably in my old room um these like I sort felt, of special like collection. lanyards because oh. that was when we went under the title of trinity pictures because we uh did a film mm-hmm. called employee 91 which patrick now very dreads um but we are actually working on a remake of God. that, which we hope to intend to make ten times better with a more like fluent, long length story that's more in depth and more undraggy, shall we say, thought out. Cause... Yeah, <laughs> and then it makes of more sense rigid, as well. So yeah, yeah. But that's details for another day.
1: We'll see how that goes.
0: <clears throat> <But> yeah, Han <laughs> Lu, played by Sun Kang, is a fan favorite to the Fast and Furious fandom. His character was killed in Tokyo Drift um, by Jason Statham's character, Deckard Shaw, who will not be returning in this film because in 2019, um, another reason this film has been delayed so long to this point, um, they brought out Hobson Shaw with his character. Um, so and they were filming it all at the same time. So that's why his character is not going to be back yet. Yeah, Helen Mirren's character is who played his mother. So <laughs> we get to see that in the trailer. There we go. I love how she like was talking to Vin Diesel for years. She was so desperate to get like a role in this um and she mm-hmm. got her debut in the eighth film and then she came back for the Ops Shaw spin off and now she's back in this one as well so yeah. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's great that she's had some time now to as, have mm-hmm. her character brought in and established in this series I think it's good like I think we'll get to see more of her in this as well like some people might be shaking their heads thinking really you know but <laughs> I I kind of get that in a way because obviously she's getting on shall we say in, a, in the politest way possible yeah yet yeah, she still doesn't mm. look old old so you know she's yeah. all right she's like the um the m in uh james bond a little bit yeah she's she's like a- original m m Fast m and furious. By, uh, universe.
1: yeah
0: well what was it is it judy dutch who played m mhm yeah am i yeah. correct mhm yeah wanted to make sure i was getting so many people mixed up these days um yeah so she gives me like vibes of that and if you're if, if you're someone who lives in the uk peggy mitchell from eastenders okay <laughs> and then you got jason Statham's max Branning. i think that's really funny um especially in the scene in the ambulance in the eight film as well that's good um story wise i can see that it kind of makes sense based off some information that I was thinking about when I rewatched the eight film the other day because there's a scene um, when they find out that Vin Diesel's character's gone rogue, Dom Toretto. He's gone rogue. And uh, Jason Statham walks in and says that um, the villain of that film being Cipher, played by Charlize Theron, who's back in this one, as you saw in the trailer, um, she tried to recruit Jason Statham's character to sh- steal Nightshade. He said no so she instantly went to his brother played by Luke Evans Owen Shaw who's the villain of the sick film so it's kind of her game really now I've noticed to this point because she's kind of done the same thing again she's hired she blackmailed Vin Diesel Dom Toretto I don't know why I keep calling him Vin Diesel everyone knows Dom Toretto Dominic Toretto <laughs> she hired Dominic Toretto to uh, well hired slash blackmailed him into basically helping her start World War 3 and com- completing her pa- plan and used like a uh, A huge emotional weight to kind of blackmail him into doing this as revenge for the last two films um where he fucked up her business sorry bad language um (laughs)
1: and um (laughs) fine
0: yeah and now like you know that didn't work out so she's hired his brother you know the same way cypher hired jason statham's brother so i think like that it kind of makes narrative sense i suppose doing it in that direction um but yeah like massive like plot twist retcon that we find out that he's such a huge man of family and now he's got a brother we don't know about that we didn't know mm. about before i mean it, it mm. was never like the thing yeah. is though and this works with a lot of films really like you know if they don't have to mention something in the plot because it's actual information regarding the character if it's not relevant to the story. Like it was never relevant clearly it was never relevant to the story before. Like if I went back and watched the first Fast and Furious film and they said, Oh, my brother did this, like, yeah, it's a cool little detail, but, you know, it wasn't never mentioned before, so that doesn't but it doesn't necessarily mean like it doesn't have a place in it sort of thing. Like, you know, we never meet we've never met um Dom or Mia's like mother or father. We've heard of his father, but we never met him or his mother. Like they no, can talk about but no. we don't have to meet them to understand their characters, yeah. like you know they don't even really have to mm-hmm. be mentioned 100 percent, but that scene kind of worked well and speaking of that scene actually i think um and i heard another someone else like rumored this as well the scene in the first movie where um dom's telling paul walker's character uh, god rest his soul brian o'connor um about like the history of um him going to prison and whatnot and he spoke about uh the day his father um was a, they were at like Race Wars or something equivalent back in the day. I don't know if it was like different back then or whatnot. Um, and this was when like Dom was really young or younger anyway. Um, they got in a race and his car topped over. And there was a fight that blew out just a few cryptic details because I'm trying to remember it now. Um, <laughs> and his father died and Vin Diesel was distraught about it. And he went to attack the other racer. And um, whacked him in the head with a bludgeon, I think, and then he got his first um, one of his first prison sentences for three years. But yeah, uh, I think it was that. Anyway, something along those lines. Anyway, um, for a massive Fast and Furious fan, I forget that like in detail because like <laughs> mm. I'm trying to just keep up as much up to date as possible. Um, yeah, but yeah, if, like if that information's wrong or well, you know roughly the scene I'm trying to talk about, it's in the first film where they're in the garage um, or garage if you're American uh, <laughs> the garage. And they're like having the kind of open open up chat because like obviously Paul Walker's character is trying to really like get engrossed and involved in what's going on, not only due to like secret personal interest, but also just because, you know, he's an undercover cop at that time as well, which obviously I think that was a really good way to retire his character to kind of bring him full circle with that, like he goes from that and that's his career and profession to getting out of that for a bit, to have his break and to deal with some world problems on a really big scale. Like with people that can actually sort it out, even if they're not legally like you know required to do so, and he has that mm-hmm. journey throughout all those different films where he gets to reconnect with old friends, meet some new ones, uh, meet the love of his life, have a family, um, within a family, <laughs> like an immediate family, <laughs> yeah. uh, kind of <laughs> surrogate immediate family, which is how like Vin Diesel's character views everything. Um, Dom Toretto views everything, and you've got. And as the franchise grows, he finally gets a family of his own. And then in the seventh film, obviously, sadly, the actor passed away during production of that um, during a charity event, which obviously most people should know by now without having to talk too much about it. Um, Yeah, so they have to use CGI and his brothers to recreate some of the final scenes. But he had shot, and I think this is roughly about somewhere between uh, mid to late 80% of his... um, scenes i think it might have been like 87 or 89 percent of his scenes for the film so like a vast vast majority of that was still
1: him and luckily for them it was only the annoying shots like close-ups yeah. <laughs> that they so. had to get next <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they've done, they done all the really long shots of brian o'connor they just had to get the reaction shots now like, bugger <laughs> god
0: <laughs>
1: but yeah that was um I think That's the only a... the only
0: scenes because I I looked this up online actually because I've been desperate to know for years. Like I'm I'm guessing out of like the state of wanting to respect his character and whatnot, they're not gonna like publicly go into detail about the scenes that he couldn't shoot because they're gonna want to okay. feel like he was actually a part of that movie to the public, I suppose. Yeah. Like mm. they yeah, mm. they're not gonna want to like say oh this is a scene which we just stole from Fast Five or this is a scene that we've had to use his brothers to do and he wasn't there at all he didn't know about it you know like i i think that's probably out of respect that's probably the reason they haven't like released anything like that logically um i'd still love to know though because like hmm. I've, i don't know why but i had this huge sense like fascinating sensation to like see him and jason stephen's character react because i've never seen those two actors together before and apparently they have met outside of work because they used to go to drag races together or something i think then um jason said in one of his interviews for fast seven when they were in london doing the um, premiere he said that he'd used to go to these like rally races and they'd bump into him because paul walker was kind of like one of the people who was like hosting it something like that anyway i think so yeah so it's yeah. a shame that you know i couldn't have actually like got to see that because i i look up online like paul paul walker and jason stave like hoping that the pairing will come up together but you get things like come up like films they've been in together like fast seven it's like there's only one scene where they kind of very closely interact as in their characters and i don't know if that's him i don't know if that's his brothers I, i'd really like to know an answer really um, but you know yeah. i understand that it's, it's going to be one of those things in
1: life where you're just not going to get the answer to that and it's understandable yeah yeah i mean yeah they probably just wouldn't disclose specifically i mean you might be able to find some stuff but you'll probably find out like which scenes were shot maybe but you won't find out the specifics maybe because it's just like they're not they don't feel at liberty to just explain that stuff but who knows
0: to uh, um i feel like i've gone off tangent a little bit um still relevant (laughs) to fast and furious though that's good for once um (laughs) So the point being of that scene from Fast 1 is that the plot twist from the podcaster, whoever it was that said it, was basically that um, the driver he beat up wasn't actually... Um, it was actually his brother Jacob who beat up the driver, not Dom. But Dom took the blame because he's the older brother. So he went to prison for the first time, perhaps. First or second or third time or whatever, perhaps. Not actually a guilty man, but that just led him on a life of crime. And it was actually his brother who caused that but Dom was the one who like revealed it to be him responsible because he's a man about family and he'll do anything to protect his family and whatnot. And someone said that, um, the Jacob's character would feel kind of like betrayed by that. He'd feel like, you know, he couldn't be a man and deal with his problems because his brother wouldn't let him. And, you know, he felt like quite belittled and patron patronized by it. And he'd like, he'd hate it. Like, you know, he'd made a mistake. He'd, beaten the hell out of this bloke which he probably didn't hugely regret considering he's playing a villain in this film as well so you know i'm guessing mm. there wasn't huge regret in that action it was just regret in terms of who came in to sort it out like he was some child yeah which obviously he was at the time because his father had just died <laughs> and he was probably just as distraught as his other brother mm. um so yeah there's someone who said that um there were some scenes in some of the tv spots um that came out later for this as well which show like a really early kind of race that you can tell was on an old dirt track. And um, I saw a behind-the-scenes video actually a few weeks ago. I think it was week 16 they were on set. And you had Vindy's and you had um, Michelle Rodriguez. And they said that the the sort of die-hard fans, so the hardcore Fast and Furious fans, would know exactly what the location was. At first, when I looked at it, I thought it was the area where they were doing drag racing um, in... uh, the second film um where brian and the big cop met um Therese gibson's character uh roman pierce and he was part of his like little rv <laughs> recreational vehicle ca- um, camper van mm. thing was uh parked literally like less than five meters away so he wasn't breaking his um like you know ankle bracelet parole <laughs> shit sorry i just kicked a coat hanger <laughs> um <laughs> on my fucking floor brilliant um so yeah there's that but then my kind of speculation into it was again he said hardcore so i don't know if that really goes back to its roots in terms of origin even though it's not a location that was actually seen unless it it might have been seen in the photos but i can't remember that scene off the top of my head without seeing it really like again like i said i keep up to the date with sequels i'm a sequels guy (laughs) uh oh yeah franchise guy um so i keep up to it yeah um logically for the story i see it to be a location that is more um driven by that statement in the first movie about the whole you know that was how he got his first like prison sentence like you know he beat the guy with a, with a um i can't remember the, i think it was a jack or something no it wasn't a jack it was a it's like a, a rent was it a wrench like a, like I can't fully remember.
1: It probably, I think it was a wrench or something. Yeah, probably. I can't fully remember. To be honest, <laughs> no,
0: I can't either. Like, this is so bad. <laughs> come on, uh, come on, fan. <laughs> well, I'm a, big, a hardcore fan. I should know that information. I can picture it in my mind, <laughs> and all like, like I did mechanics for two years, and I'm like s- <laughs> stuck thinking of the terminology of like you know mechanics tools. Mm-hmm. And then I'm thinking, <laughs> it's American, so would they have a different word for it? different pronunciation well
1: i mean they have like you know we have spanner they have wrench as i think yeah but um, it's like things like that, that like, so i didn't know if they had
0: because yeah. i remember it being like a red wrench of some sort like mm. you know i think he used to like beat this bloke like or whoever it was like you know good three yeah. times enough to cause a huge imprint dent in his face you know swollen mm. up he goes to prison but the um i'm thinking i remember an interesting
1: yeah. question it's it does link to another episode where we're going to talk about specifically franchises and things but more specifically because it's a massive part of fast and furious anyway is well it's it's weird because your your opinion on this will obviously probably stand and uh, you've said it personally to me anyway uh, just in our own private like chats of like where you think if fast and furious would have ended if it had had end if it had ended as a franchise already or like had had ended in some way whether it was gonna like restart and go somewhere else but like what do you think of it like what's your opinion on everything so far so um i know you've already said that to a little bit you said that to a certain extent so far but (laughs) um
0: i understand that there's a lot of people out there who think that the franchise is milked and it's not got any story to it at all they think it's literally just about a bunch of like criminal morons who like all have death wishes and they rev their cars up to the max and they use all this like you know gas to basically make their cars go faster for those who don't know car terminology screw you um <laughs> joking um you know and they just go vroom 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 and they think that's literally it and there's no story to it okay you're completely wrong because it's nothing like fucking brum it's actually like
1: <laughs> i love how you like you almost had to describe the sound of a car like just rum rum rum.
0: Need to make sure you get a picture of Brum when I say Brum as well. <laughs> Even then, when I'm saying Brum, 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 Brum. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, cut that bit. Um Just not the first Brum. <laughs>
1: yeah, anyway, to the point. <laughs> Sorry. But, yeah, Lost your like out. main opinion, basically. My main <laughs> opinion was. Uh, I want to talk about it as well, obviously, but I'll get yours first. But yeah
0: My main opinion is that I understand that. A franchise needs to grow and evolve in all ways it possibly can and if you've got a story that's already planned out and you've put pieces in each installment that obviously need to be answered and have been put there purposely for the answer you're wasting time and money making that with the intention of making more but then you turn around and you find out you can't make more because you haven't won at the box office unless you can find a way to wrap it up in a way that doesn't cost you a film budget but then you know people aren't going to want to watch like a short TV special that goes on for like 25 minutes that answers that question, you know, unless it's Mm. compelling and interesting and brings something to the table more than just answering the question and brings some originality into it. You need something that asks questions that answers them or doesn't answer them, but no one cares for that to work kind of thing. But the problem is with this franchise is that they ask questions, they set things up, that need to be dealt with in later films. Like they've set up a lot at the end of this one, as in eight. um, and they've already set up a lot in nine that asks more questions than it answers as well. Like So And they've done stuff in previous films where they've still not really answered a lot of questions. So I know that nine's coming out. I know that ten's coming out. I know that a spin off female orientated film is going to come out and i've even got some ideas about that as well like i want to find the real like vin <laughs> diesel social Shuff. media account and just message or email him with my plot synopsis hopefully he won't go the pixar route and shut me down though <laughs> like basically long story short just read that, it and go great i sent um a few years ago i sent like disney pixar email official email account um a plot synopsis for cars (laughs) Four, kind of partially relevant to this to be (laughs) honest because i love it and i gave it a kind of fast and furious kind of like thriller feel to it as owen wilson said in an interview he'd be up to doing cars Four if it had a thriller vibe to it like the way cars 2 did with the spy um espionage dynamic and they shut me down because i'm not a staff member and yeah, due to copyright and all you don't stuff, work they, for us I, you don't work like i don't work for them and basically this the sad reality is that film companies will do this to you if you send your ideas through they won't put it through because they don't want to be sued they don't want to deal with any legality um by you or by themselves because they've had to like yeah lay, that's adapt the to trouble story.
1: with like big hollywood anything to do with hollywood they don't want to get any, is, they don't have
0: any information out that they um, only got their vibe for a plan for a story based off some <laughs> fans perspective because it makes them look bad as a company as well which i think is half of it
1: probably you have re- to have the rest like of like that, a guess, solicited piece of material
0: respect <laughs>
1: yeah you have <laughs> to I don't like agree in with order to, <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> to like actually take a piece of like material to a yeah like a hollywood board of people you have to have a solicited piece of material that isn't just like an idea because the trouble is i'm guessing maybe this has actually happened is that like a fan actually went to like hollywood in like the 40s or something and said like, i have this idea they loved it didn't give them credit and then they got sued or something that's probably well, it's why it's a chicken
0: or the egg situation mm. isn't it, it must, something like it must have happened for it to come into place in a legal turn because otherwise thousands mm. of people would write in their ideas for films all the time
1: well, they probably do, it and shows. you just realise, oh do crap, as well. this isn't going to happen. Mm. <laughs> we can't do but this. Obviously, no. they've put that. In. Like they obviously they don't. The say staff it like a dimwit, but yeah, just go like. Yeah, the staff Fuck. just go like. You keep hitting <laughs> that. <gasps> just push it away. <laughs> <laughs> That's what doing. But like, yeah, the
0: floor. To be honest, I think I was rushing to get ready for work. <laughs> I just must have chucked <laughs> it down.
1: <laughs> Brilliant. But um. The knee on the door, all over it yeah <laughs> like for me okay so fast and furious for me like um, i i don't immediately <laughs> no i don't immediately hit against it hit down on it like i don't think it is crap or anything um okay so you think honestly stream
0: because you've said to me in the yeah. past that it's mainstream so basically mainstream is, movie is yeah. like your standard hollywood movies this is not like movies you have to find and they're actually like really good because they've been shot really well cinematography wise like you know they're either really big deals that everyone's talking about it but it's not like oh, I, don't, I can't think how to describe it so you've got your mainstream and you've got your niche so your niche are like mm-hmm. you're almost like B to Z movies like almost you know like they're not very well known like they're just mm. you know they're usually because they're really bad or they're really poorly made and people are like would have either not been able to find them because they're not recommended for that reason online in searches or because when people do find them they only watch them because they're really bad and they just want to laugh well the trouble
1: also is marketing as well like but like certain films like like fast and furious will have like probably 10 million just towards marketing whereas other films that like are a, a slightly more niche audience may have only had like 200 grand in marketing, so that would have only got them like some Facebook ads and like some billboards in a, like LA or somewhere. So it's not like whereas like Fast and Furious will literally have like worldwide physical marketing material, like sponsored ads, like they'll do like celebrity like ad placements and everything. And it'll well, thing is, it's, it's because of the companies
0: at the end of the day, like because Universal mm. Pictures who make it like they've got themselves a fucking safe loads worth of money no pun intended to fast five (laughs) beyond that like you know that was just a metaphor to how much money they make from those films like that scene in general um they've got literally that much money um they could they've got their own youtube channel they've got their own they've probably even got their own fast and furious youtube channel for the purpose of releasing trailers um and tv spots obviously all the fast and furious 9 trailers and tv spots are all available on um youtube at the moment um there will be links in the bio as well to find those if you haven't seen them yet or if this is the first you're finding out that there is a ninth installment on the way there is for those, of, for those people who only <laughs> select yeah. watch youtube videos um who for some reason do not have universal pictures youtube channel on their uh <laughs> on their recommended so, yeah, those will be made available down there <laughs>
1: when you look into it. Um, yeah. But, but, yeah, so what was I saying? Um, yeah, my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay, I think, in personal opinion, it Fast 7 was a great way to end the franchise. Just in how it ended, how they, like, just that per- very very memed uh, ending of just like, they've, they've, they've literally been every single film and game character ever been at both wills. <laughs> like Brian O'Connor and Dom Toretto is just like... <laughs> like, I did think when I saw that
0: ending, that was the first film I'd ever been to when any audience member reacted to anything because literally going to the cinema was like going to an execution you can't say anything <laughs> without being killed <laughs> you can't literally like i've seen people do it online before it's like you proving exactly why you don't do it there's the whole meme of this like star wars video um when the force awakens came out and everyone's in the cinema and um <laughs> the film's like starting and I, I think it was um the force awakens anyway probably just because it seemed more relevant And you've got <laughs> someone's got the flash on the phone because clearly they're going to like take a picture and post it online or the worse they're going to record it for you know piracy hopefully not the latter and some guy in the everyone's like screaming turn off the flash and then some guy goes turn off the flash you fucking moron (laughs) this is the funniest thing ever it's like because the moment he stops saying that it all starts it just like comes off itself really well but yeah it's just like the whole argument of like talking or making any action during a film is like it's unheard of because no one wants to but once that film finished um, as in Fast 7, and the two cars are driving away from each other, like, and it's going like faded, and the music for See You Again stopped, obviously that song became a huge big deal, roughly around the same time the film came out, and it fades to white, and it says for Paul and everyone's like, already started clapping, there's people like, crying quite loudly, there's people like, hooraying there was a nice like sort of ambient sound of just, you know synchronized clapping um like someone had just finished the opera and everyone was like that's like
1: when it comes to a film when you have that sort of reaction to the end of a film or the end of something like i mean i don't i haven't seen like if there has been any audience reactions like fast eight or anything but i think it was just because it's such especially especially for fast fans. It was like it seemed like such a great way that if, if they did choose to end it there, like that, it had such a climactic end there and conclusion to the story. And to uh, well, and the fact that how like a send off for for like Brian O'Connor as a character and just like being like and Paul Walker as, a, as an actor as well. Well, my opinion is like
0: my opinion on it is the same as yours, really, when it comes to it because. Fast 7, and I believed this when I came out of it, that's the last one. They're not making any more. And then one day when I was at school Mm -hmm. doing my GCSEs, I literally came across Fast 8 will be released in 2017. I was like, what? How? (laughs) How? As a Fast
1: fan, you're like, what? They said it was going to be a perspective
0: (laughs) story. Well, they were right about that, just not right in terms of how I envisioned it. But yeah, they kind of, (laughs) they went a
1: route with it, and I'm like satisfied. Yeah. I'm very satisfied with it, so... But, um, I... See, I'm conflicted with Fast and Furious because I have a part of me that goes, like, it's a dumbass, s- stupid franchise. Why didn't they stick to the just the the races, the illegal racing, getting trying to get not get caught by the police? And then I do, like, somewhat see, like, okay, fair enough, it's evolved. It went from... They went from just like illegal street races to then, right, they had to. They then sort of made like f- self obliged, became these like burglars and bank robbers, which was literally. W- w- were they in. Uh, so this is where Brazil? it so Fast this Five? Is what? This is like. Because <laughs> you're on that basis of like the
0: fans who don't realise like the context of it all. So the way it started was that obviously mm. they're street racers. And. um, that even in the opening scene, they're stealing DVD players because they need to make money. Because obviously, back in two thousand one, like you know, DVD players are going to be the fucking height. Like I remember when I got mm. my first um, ever DVD player, <laughs> and it, I was like only a couple years old. I think I got like Thomas the Tank Engine season classic season one. It's my first ever DVD mm. <laughs> I'd ever watched. <laughs> like I think, if I remember correctly, like I think I just I don't know. We got the DVD player the same day anyway. Like but. I think that was, like, 2001, 2002, maybe. It was such, like, a nostalgic moment thinking back on it now. But, yeah, like, those were, <laughs> those were like, new. Like, VHS had still been everything for, like, roughly those years. And then that comes out and, you know, it's influenced around the whole world. And I think, like, the people that created the film, the first one, knew that. And obviously the film franchise itself was an adaption of newspaper clippings. So, like The Garfield Show. So, they wanted to make as much reality and present-day nature to it as possible to create its own original thing with the movies because they brought in new, uh, newly adapted characters um, created by um, the same... I think it was the same guy, actually, who created the newspaper clippings, created the characters, or at least the ones we met in the first original film anyway. And then obviously, we've carried on with them into the sequels. Um, I think Seven really works as a final installment because, obviously, sadly, Paul Walker passed away and that would have been his last movie. So that's one thing. And his character served as the main protagonist of the first movie and that's how he got into it all. Um, so there's that. Then there's the whole fact that we're caught up in the timeline of the franchise. So we've had one, two Tokyo Drift which is actually chronologically the sixth film with scenes concurrent to the events of Fast 7 Um, and then after two there's four, five and six then obviously you go back to Tokyo Drift that's um, released as the third one so that's the sixth one then you've got seven so you're Mm -hmm. caught up with the timeline by that film we bring back well, they, I say we they brought back Lucas Black as Sean Boswell a cameo and they um had a scene that that sort of extended the ending of tokyo drift so they had a race clearly dom had won so we found out how tokyo drift basically ended in that film they Mm -hmm. have a scene together (laughs) and it just deals with so many things at the end of six we get to see like almost a sort of recond recut of what happened during the events of tokyo drift which revealed jason statham's character deckard shaw um killing um Mm. han lu's character um i'm not too fond or sure of how they're dealing with this resurrection in nine i i don't really know how that's possible it might have some connections with the hobson Shaw spin-off some people speculated about this before we found out he was alive um it honestly helps with the whole justice um in terms of the fact of you know he doesn't need justice because you know he's alive and jason saban Mm -hmm. clearly didn't kill him so you know he lost worse than we thought than we could ever imagine but it makes his character look a bit weaker now because when i look back on that film i think the whole premise is pointless now like kind of partially (laughs) but that's my current perspective because i just don't know the logic behind his character being alive yet um i've had a few personal theories and whatnot like obviously like did he jump out the car when no one was looking but you know one angle you've got Jason Statham there so he could have been perhaps on the floor crawling out but you know he wouldn't have had time to do that not that anyone would have seen surely he wouldn't have like you know not told Lucas Black's character that he was dead surely he would have found him there like I know in the Tokyo Drift film like Neela, his girlfriend takes him away quickly but they do return to the crash site surely they would have been like yeah but there was no body this is where we find out it's like a clone based on his wreckage (laughs) yeah this is just where it gets like really confusing but you know they bring that full circle they've had his they show his death for a third time so they bring that full circle as well Um, they deal with that which obviously had been like a hint that had been set up in Tokyo Drift which we had seen all the way back in 2006 and then it's brought to present day in 2013 when you know well as of Mm. 2013 when we see that and then originally the film was going to come out in 14 but paul Walker passed away so we got to wait an extra year they got to add some scenes and at the end of it yeah paul walker's got um you know letty's got a memory back when not only is her character alive but she's also got a memory back um and we find out that during los um bandoleros which was a uh, 2009 spin-off to Fast and Furious but was released and set prior to it Um, they went to the Dominican Republic together but what we didn't know until Fast 7 is that they actually got married there. This is Dom and Letty by the way if you didn't know. (laughs) So they got married there and they used uh, Dom's cross necklace as the kind of ring um, you know the the sort of promise ring um, when they're reading their vows so we found that out so Dom's a husband and Brian's obviously got his wife and his child already which was established in Five and six um, and he's also got a daughter on the way which is a plot element they included in seven so he's got the whole full Indeed. family roster <laughs> and they decide that his character misses the bullets because he in other words he misses being a cop because that was what like what he used to do because these films aren't set too far apart from each other really like there's a five year jump between the first and the fourth and chronologically the fourth and I think the uh the second one was set two years after the first one. Um so there's that. And then from the fourth from Fast and Furious, as in the two thousand nine one onwards, it's literally set within like moments after each film. Pretty much like Yeah. Obviously the the films themselves are set over a period of time when they play out, but then once they end, sorry, they they literally jump pardon me straight into the next one. Like at the end of Fast and Furious, they break Dom out of the prison bus and then you jump into fast five and you're literally right back there those those following moments and the story just picks up from there pretty much (laughs) Mm, and then same with fast six as well they say they're going to go for a drive and then next minute mia's finally giving birth to their child so he's got a son then he's got a daughter on the way as well so you know He's gone the full route. Like, you know, Mia's happy she's in a relationship, she's got two children, she's out of the whole picture of dealing with the you know, the action now. She and her family are safe. Brian, he's not involved hugely with the, you know, high death rating situations of it all, but he's still involved in the action, just not involved with Dom's crew's action. He's like on the legal side of it all now, like he's back with the police, probably got a promotion as well. His name's been cleared. You know, that's where his character's at like you know he's not getting involved in anything worse than that because he needs to stay safe because he needs to protect his family but he still wants a bit of the action as well so you know happy ending i suppose Mm. and we're never going to see his character again well hopefully they (laughs) hopefully they won't bring him back because i feel like the way they dealt with it in seven was like really respectful i know mia's coming back for this one so i'm guessing the subplot regarding that will be brian's taking some time off work to learn how to be a father better or something and that's why he's not there and the only reason Mia's is there is because of the relevance of his half-brother as in dom's half-brother i suppose and obviously they would have known about each other i don't mm. know if um jacob is dom's half-brother or normal brother or what i don't know he's a younger brother anyway so we might find out they're twins in the story or something yeah perhaps jacob's jealous because okay. he thought he'd look more attractive bold <laughs> or something like he, he felt like he wasn't a man because he had hair compared to all these like tough ruffian blokes who were all bald perhaps <laughs> it was such a stupid <laughs> plot line for a villain but you know i don't know i also get this vibe that he's going to redeem himself at the end of the film and you know they're going to deal with cypher either at the end of that one or something's going to happen that's going to set up fast 10 regarding like you know the villains like these like Cypher's organization of the bad guys, they're basically like the Lord Voldemort of the Harry Potter movies. Like, well, in this case, the Lord Voldemort of the Fast and Furious movies, because.
1: you got to make a connection to Harry Potter.
0: <laughs> or the Thanos of the Marvel movies, or. You know, there, we go. Any, there we go. Any big, <laughs> any big setup, like Dark Side of the new Justice League. Uh, <laughs> Justice League, like Zack Snyder, director's cut because obviously they were clearly going to set up Darkseid to appear later on down the line. Um, That film was gritty, but we'll get into that in another video.
1: Um. (laughs) So, actually, you transitioned nicely a second ago into talking about Fast 10, and that makes me want to ask, as a crazy Fast and Furious fan... Where do you see the franchise going on I mean, what do you think of it? And what's your opinion on? Well I'm sure people are bored of going. this comment by now, but
0: <laughs> so many people that have been speculating on the fact that they might go to space. Obviously they did introduce the rocket engine on uh oh what was the type of car again? Can't remember the name now. Was it Dom's car? No, it was the in the Fast Nine trailer. I can't think of the car's um. name now, oh my god.
1: You'll remember it, <laughs> probably mean, in the yeah. middle of talking about it.
0: Give me one <laughs> second. Let me Google it. Let I've me Google really got this, to know this now. Pontiac, Vieira. Pontiac Vieira. That's it. I didn't actually. All I did was type in fast, and the name just came back to me. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Before anyone thinks, I just yeah. Um, Pontiac Fiero strapped to a rocket engine. So rocket engine. I don't know. Hint at rockets, perhaps. Like you know. I don't think logically they're going to go to space. I don't see how that's going to happen. I can't picture like them in like these car shuttles on a Back to the Future level of like you know Daytona's hovering in the air like some GTA shit. And you've got Michelle Rodriguez wearing a fucking space helmet. I can't picture it. I can't <laughs> picture it in a, like I can picture the animated series that they've released for netflix so this is fast and furious spy racers good animated show by the way like you know it kind of it tells you based off the title of the show it kind of makes you feel like you can watch it and appreciate it for the sort of espionage sci-fi aspect of it because that's what it's really about like they're racers they do race they race a lot in fact um but they're spy racers And obviously it's an animation as well. And you've seen so much of Fast and Furious to know what to expect it now. So, yeah, that's an Mm -hmm. entertaining series. You don't really need to watch that for the canonization of Fast and Furious. But you do get a nice little nod at Vin Diesel's Dominic Toretto in the first episode of season one. So that's quite interesting. (laughs) Um, He does have a bit of video game animation to him. But, yeah, that's all right, I suppose. And you have got the other videos like um, video games like Fast and Furious Crossroads, which came out for PS4, and some of the older older ones. I haven't played that yet. I, I do have the game. I'm gonna play it at some point, even though I had it <laughs> as a Christmas present. I've not played it yet because I've been busy at work in this and whatnot. So yeah, <laughs> um, I don't know if that's canon to the story or not, but yeah, I it's it's like Marvel. Like they've got so many TV shows and so many like you know of everything out, but people just like the mainstream fans will. You know, the real active fans will probably watch all of it, but they'll be the passive and main, like, you know, generic audience and as just, you know, people that actually give a shit in certain areas that will only just mm. watch the movies because that's the main story of it all anyway. They'll only be fans of the movies because people don't have time to sit down and watch, like, you know, 40 minutes of a boring, dragging episode with more of them to come afterwards. Like, people just want to get to the point with one solid, unpaused, un skipped uncutted out and un jumped story that like you can just get mm. to that in the end too and to be honest i think that's probably my personal opinion of movies overall and why i prefer them to tv shows because like, i prefer tv shows for the fact that you can just like do so much with it and just for so long but i prefer movies for the sense of <laughs> my attention span <laughs> like you know i can sit yeah. there and watch i can sit there and watch it from start to finish sort of thing but you know don't get me wrong i love these new marvel shows like falcon and the witch soldier episode came out last week that's amazing so far um once that series is done we will be we will be doing a video on that like the same way we did for wandavision um also yeah. link in the bio if you want to see um episode four as well <clears throat> so based off the trailer then pat and this is kind of the main question of the video really is uh where, what do you think the story's really about? Like, what do you think is really going on? Like, you've seen the other films, haven't you? So, like, you've seen... You, uh, anyway, so what do you think... It
1: just seems on? like... Well, okay, so to me, obviously, as it helps that there's been a big gap, obviously. Covid as well hasn't helped. But, like, it does seem like they are kind of... in a way continuing where they left off from some of the new characters that we met in, like, 6, 7, and 8, are sort of, like, coming back, and they're, like, the main villains are now coming back as, like, anti-heroes in a way, as far as I can kind of tell and make out. And then, obviously, you've got, like, now Dom's brothers coming on the scene, so... It's... I don't know, I guess it's... Yeah, it's just, like, the grand... Combination, although there's obviously more films to come, it does also almost feel like a grand for not final combination of all the characters coming together. Because you often do that with like large stories that have like big scope and scale to them. That they have like villains that come back as not villains anymore. Or they're slight, they're slightly villainous still, but they use those traits of the character that they were previously and then that sort of enhances their who they've become in this new story, this new setup. So mm. I don't know, it's like Charlie Saron's character. She was the main villain, wasn't she? She was the main was villain she... of of A yeah. and Yeah.
0: This is something we'll talk about in a later video, but I have a I've started over the years I've had a massive issue of repeating the same main antagonist for a following up story. Like I like mm. the idea of a new original villain now like I get it for for some stuff I'd love to just see them like face off against a villain like more than once and in re- in repeat stories and I usually tend to like the action like finale of the second time a hero and a villain fight <laughs> for some reason I just I love that like you know in Daredevil season 3 like you know Kingpin main antagonist again even though he was in season 1 as well like you know I didn't like that the fact that they brought him back as the main villain again like i would have loved another villain but i do love his villain though so it makes up for it but that final fight scene though that was so much better than season one like i love that Mm. but personally with me i just got an issue with there being more the repeated use of the same main villain again in a story unless i really love their character and really feel like there's so much more they can do with it in a way that makes me feel like it's almost like it's not so much a new story it's more of, like, the second part of the story that already came out. So, like, if you put them together, it would be, like, just one movie. You wouldn't tell the difference that like there's a break. Like, mm. I've... Yeah. Yeah, when it comes to things like Avengers End, Infinity War and Endgame, like, my opinion gets very twisted by that because it's two different Thanoses. So you've got Thanos as in the regular main universe Thanos, who's been the big bad of the MCU. And then, obviously, he, he returns at the beginning of Endgame, but he gets killed. Spoilers. Um, then, in like in Endgame, later on in the film, when they return back in time, they bring the 2014 Thanos from uh, who would have been who would have lived his whole day up to the 2014 point, the same as the regular Thanos that we knew, but obviously his history gets changed because he that 2014 Thanos has not done or been through or met or seen like you know what he goes through to get to Infinity War but he finds out about it and like he doesn't know he killed gamora he d- like you know he just ends up traveling back to present day and he fights the avengers um with no personal connection to what he's done other than what he's preventing from happening which is which is already what he's failed to do which is bringing everyone back but also his new plan of wiping out the entire universe and starting fresh um in his vision yeah. So no one will forget that anyone's gone because there won't be anybody who would remember alive this time. Basically.
1: We always manage to find t- about ten percent of the of each episode to just end up talking about every other thing we'd end up talking about. <laughs> it almost makes our videos like clickbait, not clickbait. Yeah. I saw I, I was on
0: YouTube the other day actually, and I saw a video that said definitely not clickbait, and I was like. It's in capital letters and it says Not Clickbait. To be honest, that's like the biggest con of clickbait. Reverse psychology. <laughs> that's the biggest
1: con of clickbait. Uh, Brilliant. But, um... Yeah, I, uh... I'm... You'll probably, you'll probably be surprised for me to say this. I'm interested to see where it's gonna go as a franchise. Um... And I... Hope the best for as a franchise. I sort of. That part of me says, like, I'll just die already as a franchise. And then the other part of me just, you know, fair enough for the fans like you. Um, Like, they may see what it can amount to. Sorry to
0: interrupt. They're making (laughs) eight, nine. And 10, and they have talked about splitting 10 into two parts, so you've got 10 and 11. To me, that just leaves me unsettled, because it's like <laughs> Fast and Furious 11, and that's it. Like, you know, I feel like eleven's a weird number to end it on, like, round it up. It's like Harry Potter mm-hmm. 8 being ugh, being Deathly Ali's Part 2. Like <laughs> See you know. how
1: bad it is. He actually, like, <laughs> has, like, a physical <gasps> effect. <like> a phobia <laughs> of it. <laughs> on the f- number. <laughs> number after seven.
0: Well, I hate to even refer to seven when defining it. Oof. I love the number seven. You know, I fucking love the number seven.
1: Uh, there you go. He loves it. There you go. Like there you go. You loved seven because Fast Seven was good. It was a good. Well, finish. that's that's not even <laughs> like
0: part of it, but yet that's still a reality that exists. And even when Fast and Furious Eight did come out, like you know. There was moments where I thought, because mm, it's the 8th film, it's and especially now, because of everything <laughs> they've done in 7, that kind of ends it. Is this where they're going to kind of, like, you know, cook the really bad cake, but still serve it? Or are they going to, mm. and with a side of fucking milk, is that stale milk, that proves they're <laughs> milking it by this point? Is this where I'm finally yeah. going to have the opinion that the whole entire planet that's not a fan base... Person or member of this franchise is going to have where they're going to turn around and they're going to be like, it's now shit. (laughs) It's now just, (laughs) it's now, it's beyond, it's, they've made what was shit good (laughs) and what it is now (laughs) is shit. (laughs) Like, you know, they haven't done that though. Like, in eight, it was a good film. Like, it was a story they originally had anyway, but they just had to rewrite it with taking Paul Walker's character and the associates out of the equation. So his character wasn't in Mm. it um Mia's character wasn't in it and neither was the son Jacob so all those were originally going to be in it um I don't know if the door. I I think the whole thing about him her being pregnant again having a daughter which they dealt with in Seven um I think that was only added because it was just another drive to bring his character out of it I think that was added last minute just something about that kind of felt like it was even that was it was so coincidental like Mm. they brought that into it um I think that was only for the purpose of uh the fact that he passed away they needed to add some scenes to help boost his character arc to completely basically rechange it um Mm. and yeah so (laughs) it's pretty much what happened Um, (laughs) It's pretty much how it's come
1: yeah
0: he they were going to be back in eight but obviously as we keep saying he sadly passed away so they couldn't do that and they didn't want to have a whole film where his character wouldn't his character had only really been made alive by his brothers and CGI because obviously they did that mm-hmm. for the remaining like just over 10% of 7 that they had to finish shooting as well as some reshoots as well mm-hmm. just to help retire his character out of respect they can bring me it back that's fine there's no issue with that like they're doing it in in 9 that's fine um so it means they've got one less character to cut out because they can finally re-include her again but they have to now revamp that script a little bit to find a way to bring her back and explain Brian's absence as to why she's back but he's not um, Welcome to the world <laughs> but,
1: never, but yeah Fast and Furious everyone That's mm. where it's at So yeah, it's eight, fast the nine plot and, um, for
0: 8, 9 and 10 basically is what I'm trying to say Is the uh, That was already planned anyway like they like, there's even an interview where Paul Walker talking about doing Fast Eight, and I think that's like the thing that they hold treasure they treasure the most because they did that because of that interview. They did that because they still made it because obviously they had a plot and they had other characters that they felt like they could pay tribute to, and also because they wanted to have a film that was from Paul because he promised that there would be a Fast Eight. So, yeah, Fast and Furious Seven was for Paul as a tribute and fast eight was f- fast seven was from was for paul and fast eight was from paul as they see it and that's what like right, it got to a point okay. in it because i was watching it and i thought like when it fades there's there's going to be like it's going to be like in seven again where it's going to fade and it's going to say from paul or something like that but they didn't yeah. say that but you know it doesn't work that way but they gave him a nice tribute in a different way because they mentioned his character and they mentioned how out of respect they're not going to um, they agreed that they weren't going to include them in those sorts of situations again so they said that but they didn't explain like you know their absence and whatnot. because like um, Roman's character says Brian would know what to do when they find out that Dom's like gone rogue and then Letty like has a sort of emotional wreck moment where she's she sort of retaliates and goes no you know hmm. we, we can't bring Brian and Mia into this we agreed on that um, and then Romans like, and he says this in a really dramatic way as well. I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> we agreed on that. I know. <laughs> and it's just like, it's just like really impactful to like the fact that they obviously, you know, that's their way of acknowledging them in the film. But obviously they can't bring them back. But then there's even more acknowledgement that comes later on because, obviously Dom's son um at the end of the film yeah he's rescued he makes the he makes up with jason Statham, which now we find out is going to be even more worth it because obviously since then they've had Hobbs and shaw that's come out that's redeemed his character even further and we learn more about him and then you've got uh fast nine which is going to reveal even more and obviously han being alive i felt like that they could have saved that for the film i feel like that's the kind of no offense to Justice League, as in the original one, but this is kind—it's of, kind of like the Doomsday sort of thing, where they brought Doomsday in during the trailer, and it kind of gave away the ending a little bit, um mm. you know, without the two huge intricacy details. But then, like you know, that personally for that, I definitely prefer Zach Snyder's version that I watched, even though oh, it was like three long. But yeah, well um, then again, I don't really have an opinion. Again, on that, a, different video. Video, <laughs> again a different video. Yeah, a different video.
1: Better. But yeah, um, yeah. You obviously, as, as the big fan, have um, pre- I presume big antis- big hype for what's coming mm. and what Fast Nine can bring.
0: Oh, I've definitely like and, I've, and this is where this is what might annoy fans a little bit more is that I've only been a fan since 2013. So I'd heard of the films, I'd watched like one and three over the years when i was growing up but i it, it never took my interest hugely then because i was younger and just there was a lot of stuff that confused me and like i didn't really get what i was watching and because like i transitioned from one to three and there's a complete change in cast i felt like i was watching home alone and i do not like sure. a franchise that well i never used to like a franchise that jumped into dealing with different characters now look at me i watch marvel (laughs) like you know each installment my god how much you've changed (laughs) each installment is like dealing with a different character different set of characters and location like but what makes me intrigued and interested is that they pay tribute and reference to those characters and you go back to them in time and Mm. it's all canon and for those who don't know what canon means basically it means that the story is set in the same universe as another story um in the timeline sense. So, like, the way WandaVision is set in the same universe as the MCU, so all the... Is Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3, all those movies. Um, and it's all set in the same universe as the Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is now also on Disney+. And, like, how that works. But I feel like that's an easy example. <laughs> like,
1: yeah.
0: like, there's the whole Pixar theory about all those films set in the same universe, but, like, they all happen at different times in history. Like, finding, like you know toy Story, the toy story films monster inc and finding finding nemo dory films um they all happen roughly around the same sort of time period because there's not really much that pulls them away from like canon but it's things like yeah. uh coco and uh just trying to think of another one now cars and brave that yeah. are like you know either past tense or future tense so they can't really like sorry they can't really make a film (laughs) about that yeah um Mm. you know and claim it to be set in the same current world as that you know Mm. you've got bugs life as well that's probably set during like the same sort of time period as like monsters inc and you've also got uh incredibles and um up Mm. as well like you know i believe all of those are pretty much set in the same like century or period in time anyway because they could all clash but then you've got cars which is set like you know probably centuries after
1: we should have really kept our film ramble name shouldn't we yeah
0: pretty much (laughs) but (laughs) we couldn't because because it was taken and then I had the epiphany during the dream of this title and I I love how you were just like like, fortune Fortune
1: theory theory. wow hold (laughs) on why does that work so well hello yeah oh
0: um but so yeah apologies for the think, uh, the way we've kind of expressed this video compared to our other ones like you know, I feel like yeah. we've done a lot of, a bit of everything and at the same time a bit of nothing so <laughs> um
1: yeah but yeah there we are fast and furious when's it coming out ollie so um, fast and furious n- um, fast and furious nine we're releasing <laughs> in
0: theaters fingers crossed um obviously the theaters in the uk for this is for uk fans. Um, have been said to reopen in late June, mid to late June I think, June 29th is it? June 24th, June 29th?
1: So that'll be that'll be a nice one. like week or so after the restrictions are meant to end for us so yeah. we'll have so any luck. Fast and Furious 9 yeah. will be released the 8th of July 2021.
0: The <laughs> <laughs> 8th. <Yeah, eights. laughs> oh well. If someone could like comment saying why they think I hate the number or you know what that could mean about the you know resentment towards a number in particular that would be great because i i honestly don't understand this hatred at all like you know people might think oh yeah but if you don't understand why you hate something don't hate it it doesn't work like that (laughs) you could ask me to not be allergic to peanuts but you know i don't want to be allergic to peanuts but perhaps i am i'm not by the way for full disclosure i'm not allergic to peanuts (laughs) it's just a common thing people are allergic to so you know
1: no, has anyone mean. ever watched Big
0: Bang Theory right <laughs> poor Howard <sighs> uh, but there we go mm. um, got anything to add Patrick
1: because um, I feel like I'm dying of ideas for a film that I'm now I can't think of anything <laughs> uh, yeah it's a great way to finish it really like you speculated about it uh, what you think what we both think how we think the franchise as where we think it's come so what's come so far of it and what is to come so uh yeah that's so, all i can think of so we got more episodes of that tv show
0: um for well netflix streaming series if you like fast and furious spy races that'll be coming out so they've got the first three seasons out they're working on season four at the moment so there's that in the works um they've got more spin-offs with more of the characters planned in the future um i'd like to see a han film they've got to do a han film justin lynn's got to come back to do a han film at some point um i'd like to see a sort of buddy cop kind of film with uh, Therese Gibson and Ludacris' characters uh, Roman and Tej maybe a cameo from Ramsey in that one as well almost like sort of shared universally and you're like splitting the characters up I'd love to see um, well I'd say I'd love to see they're going to make it anyway um, a female orientated Fast and Furious film uh, mm-hmm. as well and uh, they're going to do that for because the, um, Michelle- there was a huge complaint with from michelle rodriguez because they planned to do a, a female orientated film anyway but michelle rodriguez was upset because she felt like um women were getting enough spotlight in the movies um right. and they wanted to add that so obviously in eight they were lucky to they were swayed to come back and obviously they had a female villain which was planned anyway mm. despite her um her point and yeah. they're gonna make a film now like I said, I want to find the real Vin Diesel like social media account or something and just <laughs> message him and just be like, you know, I've got an idea for a sequel. You don't have to pay me, you don't have to like credit me, you don't have to tribute me or anything like that, but I've got an idea for like a Fast and Furious spin-off movie. Um, I'd love for you to make it.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> just make this, please. Don't worry about credit. Credit. <laughs> oh, well, there we are. There it is. I hope you enjoy it, Ollie. I really hope you like
0: it i hope you do as well as because a... <laughs> i know how much you want, to like you want me to like it, it i'm this i'm this type of guy that likes want like, wants people to like the stuff i like <laughs> but mm. it doesn't work like that because everyone's their own person so you know that's fair enough there we go. yeah oh. so um there we are the video for next week will be um is it chaos walking
1: that- i believe that will be two weeks because that would that will, it's coming out uh the day we would be talking about it. So, possibly two weeks for chaos walking, and, uh, well, you'll, you'll find out, basically. Two to three but, uh, weeks. Two <laughs> two we have a three. schedule. So,
0: two to three weeks time for that one. So, next yeah. week's video then, Patrick. I think this is your regime, isn't it? Next week's video.
1: Might possibly no time to die or something. I'm not exactly sure. Ooh, I need to recheck Bond. the schedule. But <laughs> probably will be no time to die, as far yeah, as I can so- remember because
0: have yeah. i've not cared. we've literally been so unorthodox this week as you can tell by, probably by the quality of this video um yeah. so yeah um any questions or comments from our fan base please feel free to comment on the video if you feel like we didn't touch upon something very well or if you want to find out more um or if we didn't really get to the point on our comments a lot during this video we do apologize. <laughs> impo- do probably impo- be a popular thing a <laughs> I've been so tired but we we needed to get this video ready for to for the release on yeah. friday Uh, (laughs) as you will see when it is out. Um, So the way it's going to work is that in time, the videos are just going to come out any time during the week, and we might have more than one. Um, This video will probably be released maybe like midday, Friday, as in when you'll be getting it, obviously, Um, in this case, because we're doing this very late on a 1st We're recording this very late on a Thursday evening on the 25th um, of March. So... You may have it before
1: midnight. Well, you may have it before midday. We'll see. Yeah, I'll try and get it. We'll see what happens. It's pretty much (laughs) a. If you've woken up and seen this, good morning. Yeah. Yeah. So it's almost 11 o'clock now. um, In six minutes. Got an hour to crack this out. An an hour hour to
0: edit. An hour to edit this in and out and crack it. Basically. Wish me luck. (laughs) yeah if you wanted to get to midnight but it's probably more likely going to be midday so that's how we're going to do it so it's going to be either midnight midday or just any other time during the week um as well yeah so that's just something for you to know we'll we are going to be setting up um an instagram properly like i know we've got we've kind of got one that you can follow already haven't we we do have the Instagram. yeah well at the
1: moment it's more of just like we post a thumbnail along with just like sort of sharing the Spotify version of this. Um, hello, if you're listening on Spotify. Yeah, by the way. <laughs> <And>, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I, we do want to do more like taking snippets and like best bits of the of the podcasts and of the videos, uh, just sort of on stories and on posts as well. So they're not just like once a week story and post. It's actually a bit more engaging than just a picture of, of like the thumbnail. Mm-hmm. So they actually... More enjoyable as as like if you're regular instagrammers yeah hope hopefully that if will start up the patreons soon.
0: hopefully some fans might get to see some content um, well, yeah. behind the scenes um a bit sooner as well us we will...
1: messing about and doing like podcast fuckery <laughs> <laughs> this will be something we that go. we can
0: talk about actually now but this is something i want to bring into play and you don't know about this yet but um your opinion on a live video live stream he's gone completely
1: blank uh, (laughs) yeah (laughs) you have to catch you off guard too um, much
0: do you think doing one like that
1: oh well yeah so yeah um live streams yes is something i definitely want to do well more so we both had an idea that um at some point we do want to get to the point where we uh like we do like almost like a premiere of this week's podcast, um, which in which will basically be the podcast... We'll do a live stream that is, say, from, like, half 11 on... Say, for instance, we're uploading every Friday, like we have been, but, at like, latest point, say, from, like, half 11 on midnight, we'll be doing, like, an hour or so live stream, just almost, like, premiering, basically premiering, every week's episode, and then we just, over time, build up, just, like community possibly so we go from just like to start off with it will just be like us talking about the episode and like premiering it and in the end we end up talking to people if you come in and have a chat with us we'll end up answering questions about their episode and um we'll even like possibly watch it back here and there because it's our own episode and the copyright issues with our with our own voices <laughs> so we can talk about as much as we want and it'll basically be that and well, also, I know Ali that we want to do like highlights as well, but slowly, it's basically just slowly building up content, really, isn't it? Mm. So once um, um episode, I think like the
0: original premise of this is that the idea is that we might do this um post episode ten, um when that comes out, yeah. but um we will have a bloopers video as well, um so that would go yeah, nicely. A, we, we have a funny an official twelve videos yeah. released on the channel. with obviously more to come with episode eleven and onwards um we'll ha- have a bloopers video so this will be like all background mm-hmm. information that we've done since we started this channel um and all the stuff that we've had during the videos like all the funny moments comp- comp- combination comp compilation can't get compilations basically all the compilations. compilations jesus saying it <laughs> on purpose
1: now um, before we pass out from sleep deprivation on the, on the podcast yeah <laughs> <laughs> Thanks you What's for watching really I don't, I don't care um, oh I don't know <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> there we go so I think yeah we'll call it a night alright so yeah. thank you guys very much for watching um, here's mm-hmm. some links as you usually see on YouTube videos to some of our past videos so on the left, we got um, episode five, which is our cherry reaction. And on the oh, right, you're making me edit
1: now as well. Yes, I am. You're making on me on add the right, more to this. We've got oh. um,
0: episode four, which is our Wondervision talk and um, discussion video. If you like what you see, please feel free to like. You don't have to subscribe. feel free to like the, like the video. Yeah, you, you do. Like it.
1: Subscribe or I'll eat all your cookies. Yeah. I don't know. Make sure we <laughs> do nick all good Maryland Mister Yeah. He'll eat, he'll, he'll eat all your cookies, and I'll eat all your donuts. I'll take you to the, you the cinema, and eat every single
0: pack of sweets you've brought, and make sure you get nothing. I'll leave subscriber. Drink drink or I'll take you well. to see
1: your worst film.
0: <laughs> Just like the hell out of this, or dislike the hell out of I'll this. I'll make you. I'll make <laughs> whatever you do. I'll make you let me use your popcorn bin <laughs> as a piss bucket. <laughs> Jeez.
1: For a brilliant yeah i'm joking all right and what a great way to round up a <laughs> <laughs> great way to
0: round up enough, episode for once wow i'm gonna get some huge shit for this piss
1: one. in your popcorn <laughs> all right.
0: piss in your popcorn if you don't subscribe in your empty popcorn there we box and you have to carry it to the toilet afterwards <laughs> like the old days
1: i can just a slowly like dripping popcorn running into the loop
0: some some person like really hot in the movie theater sees this guy walking down thinks it's fucking orange juice <laughs> oh we're anyway, getting off time let's get out of the throat. fucking like mindset of some like narcissistic five-year-old Piss who thinks poo and pee is funny oh. like let's get back to reality so yeah right. um episodes uh seven that'll be uh next week's problem and you guys will get to find out what that is when it comes out and we'll probably do um and like like i said with the instagram we'll probably do a post to get to the point of what that is unless you've already mentioned it Mm -hmm. and i just misheard you you didn't mention what (laughs) it was
1: it it was most likely going to be no time to die but we'll no time to die
0: james Bond. yeah sorry um yeah it probably yeah like you said it probably will most likely be that but if not we'll surprise you with our first post first proper real Instagram, stay up to date for on Fortune instagram theory. so we'll have a um, yeah. link in the bio to that as well which you can find us on um you can also mm-hmm. find us on facebook at key light pictures which is patrick's um shall we say working station to do real estate videos um which also has links to um anything uh, media yeah anything <laughs> i should have media, called myself that anything, like media. <laughs> anything media yeah we should have done oh my god As time goes on, we may change. We don't know. Probably not at this rate. But yeah. Um, But yeah. Enough babbling. Enough film rambling. Enough film Um, rambling. (laughs) We're going to fortune theory instead. We will see you next week. Have a good week. Stay safe. Get your jab. Get your jab. Get your jab. Get your jab. Jab. When when you get off it. Yeah. When you get off it. And we'll see you in the next. We'll see you in the next one next time. As of now. I'm Patrick, this is Oliver, and we are Fortune Theory. (laughs) See you next
1: time! (laughs) See ya! (gasps) Toodles.